I'm Dr. Fiona Lovely, and this is the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. I'm taking the taboos of menopause and perimenopause and bringing light to the dark. No bullshit, no shame. It's time for us to gain a new paradigm in female health, out with the old and in with the new, and I'm bringing fresh perspectives from someone in the arena. I've been practicing women's health for nearly 20 years, and I'm spilling the tea and what it means to live at midlife, knowing that the best is yet to come. I'm sharing my Gen X approach to living through this transition, sassy, a bit sweary, and always honest. Tactical tips and instantly usable information is my aim. I hope to make you laugh and that you learn something new that helps you embrace the change. Together, we bring power to the Perry. Onward to the podcast. Hey, hey, ladies, it's Dr. Fiona Lovely, and this is the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast, and happy summer 2023. Um, I want to say I hope wherever you are, you're having great weather. Um, I know here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're having some real heat, so (laughs) I hope you're staying cool if that's you too. So today I'm going to bring you a really important subject, which is basically I'm going to break it down how to talk to your doctor about whether or not you're a candidate for hormone replacement therapy or HRT. This is a big subject and it is the conversation I am having the most right now in my office is that women wish to have this conversation about whether they would benefit from the hormone therapy, but either they don't know how to bring it up with their doctor or the doctors shut them down and say it's unsafe. Here's, you know, the reasons why. And that's the end of the discussion. So let me arm you with some information that hopefully will be helpful for you on your journey um, about uh, in, in perimenopause and certainly giving you some tools on how to talk to your doctors. So first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. I would like to acknowledge our sponsor, Athletic Greens, which is now called AG1. This is a vitamin, mineral, and probiotic greens drink. It helps me boost my energy and gives me the nutrients I need in case I don't get what I want and need in my diet for the day. It tastes great, and it has mushrooms and digestive enzymes and adaptogens for adrenal health. I take it once a day. It's truly an all-in-one supplement. If you would like to try AG, please visit athleticgreens.com slash Fiona Lovely, and they'll send you a year's supply of liquid vitamin D3 with K2 and five free travel packs, which come in mighty handy for getting your AG on the go. Thanks, Athletic Greens, for sponsoring the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. Okay, thanks to Athletic Greens uh, for sponsoring this episode. So, Please allow me a little time and I will share the tools on how you can speak to your doctor about HRT. So let's deepen our understanding so that you can better advocate for yourself when it's time. So please understand there is a deep, deep history here around the menopausal hormone therapy and the medical research. So that research is 
nearly a hundred years old at this point. So we have a lot to draw on. And there was one study that was done called the Women's Health Initiative. It was a huge study. Uh, some say the data was manipulated. Um, there's a lot of discussion around how uh, the, the risk numbers were misinterpreted. And I think that's a really important thing to understand because if you're sitting here going, well, what the hell's the problem? Why won't my doctor just prescribe this for me? I mean, it's not that big a deal. The truth is that study was so um, publicized and uh, put out there that a lot of what we know now is not correct about our thinking around HRT and the risk factors of HRT. They still persist. So it's good to, to know the little bit about the history here before you, um, you know, have a moment thinking that your doctor just isn't a very good one. There's just a really deep history. And it's going to take us lippy Gen Xers asking, refusing to, to shut up and put up, right? It's going to take us being the squeaky wheel and asking the questions. And um, so let me give you some tools to do that. So the current research states that the various benefits of hormones when taken in perimenopause have minimal risks. Fascinating, right? So when you go see your doctor, open the discussion with, I have these symptoms of perimenopause. Am I a candidate for HRT? And let them, let them talk, you know, like just let them have a, um, they know your health history. So they're going to tell you whether or not, hopefully, whether or not you're a candidate for it. This conversation should discuss the benefits and risks of HRT. And you can also ask about alternatives. And I think that's an important thing uh, to know, too, is uh, I know there's a lot of people that are afraid to ask questions of their doctor. Please don't be that guy. I mean, we're all just out there trying to help and do the best we can. Right. And in, in, and health is an inside job. It is not something that gets delivered to you by your doctor. In this case, you're asking your doctor for a kind of therapy that you need to have their professional opinion on. So starting from that place is always uh, a good um, a good a good start. So know that HRT is best started. Now this is new research too, or newer research. It's best started before your last period. So before the hormones essentially flatline. It is safe to start it up to six years after your last bleed. But your doctor may not know this. They may not know that giving hormones while a woman is still bleeding is a good idea. It's good practice. So again, just persist, but be gentle and, and your doctor's learning, right? Your doctor chances are is not spending the time on TikTok or Instagram that you are trying to find solutions for your health. And um, the, the information there is moving so quickly that whereas, you know, in the medical realm, research takes, they say, 18 to 20 years from the point where it is released to the to. Um, the institutions, and when it actually lands in the private clinic. So this is why, I mean, this is a huge amount of time. There's oceans of research that can happen in, in two decades. So um, again, it's just good to remember that. A gentle reminder too, a recent survey showed that only 9% of GPs in the U.S., 9%, feel qualified to treat women in their menopause transition. So there's been a huge gap in the education here 
And of course, when you're past school, you get that education either from the pharmaceutical companies or you can take your continuing ed education. But if there hasn't been, um, let's say, a need to prescribe these things, then uh, your doctor probably isn't up to date on the most current research. So only 9% feel qualified. I believe that if enough of us are asking for help, education about how best to help will become mandatory for GPs. It just has to. We represent a billion women around the world. That's billion with a B. So again, your doctor may be operating on outdated research, but start the conversation. You'll get an idea of where they stand. Here are some high points based on multiple papers. HRT controls menopause symptoms in most women, reduces the risk of heart disease, hip fractures, Alzheimer's, and colon cancer. 30 plus years of research states there is no association between estrogen replacement and breast cancer. And I know that is a huge concern for women. I hear that a lot in my practice. Um, that is, oh, well, I can't even consider taking HRT because I have uh, an aunt with breast cancer or my mother or my grandmother or my sister. And um, that that is changing that the research is showing that it's actually quite safe to take estrogen um, for women that have a family history and some uh, medical oncologists are actually using estrogen therapies um, to relieve the menopause symptoms of women that are being treated for breast cancer. So again, we have a total shift back to uh, having an open field and saying we have lots of options available to us, but you may know a great deal more about HRT than your doctor after listening to this podcast. So just be gentle. Um, now, while we're talking about breast cancer, I came across a bit of information that I found uh, just fascinating. And I wonder why it is not more common knowledge. And that is this. Here's something to ease your mind in the face of the pink ribbon marketing machine. 90% of breast cancer cases are cured without mastectomy or chemo. 90%. So early detection is important. Um, and I do have episodes that I've recorded on breast health. You can go back and have a listen. But I think that's a really important thing to think of because we have an imbalance in the way we think about how frequently breast cancer uh, is the cause of death for women. Um, it is far overstated. And in an interesting counterbalance, you are far more likely to die from heart disease. I think the number is eight times more likely to die from heart disease than breast cancer. But it's interesting we don't get that same information in the same uh, amount or the same waves of information as we do with the breast cancer, um, I guess, info. It's, it's all just good to know these things. Again, you can just be such a better advocate for yourself. Okay, so let's say your doctor agrees that you could benefit from HRT and that you are appropriately a candidate for HRT. So the first thing that's really important to understand is that you must test now, I know some advocate by, uh, advocate for hormone replacement based on symptoms, and that's fine. Uh, for me personally, 
I test and retest. I keep testing. So the argument against it is that hormones change all the time. Well, that's true, but at least it'll tell us if you happen to be have a high level of estrogen compared to your progesterone, chances are we probably don't want to give you estrogen. You probably just want to have progesterone. So this is why I think it's important to test. So um, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, what you want to look at those. Typically those are blood tests. You also want to have your doctor look at your thyroid. Now here is the minimal, minimal, minimal thyroid testing to be done. Free T3, TSH, T4, and anti-TPO. And I've done uh, several podcasts on thyroid health uh, where I talk about that. And in fact, my last AMA episode, I did talk about the thyroid tests as well. The thing is, if you've got a thyroid that's out of balance, the symptoms that you have may be less about um, needing hormone replacement therapy and more about needing to have more thyroid hormone or your thyroid imbalance or uh, thyroid autoimmunity treated. And so it's important to treat the correct thing here. And lots of women find they have thyroid symptoms um, and thyroid disease pop up at midlife. So it is not uncommon. This is especially true if you have thyroid history in your family. That would be your mother, your grandmother, uh, maybe an auntie or uh, sisters, uh, brothers and sisters that have thyroid disease. So getting your thyroid sorted out, really, really important. And so if your estrogen or progesterone need topping up, here's a little bit of information and I'm going to give you some scenarios. You always want to use bioidentical progesterone. Always. It can be done orally, it can be taken orally, or it can be a cream, which is typically a compounded product, compounded progesterone cream from a compounding pharmacy. Uh, in North America, the bioidentical progesterone that's available by prescription is called Prometrium. I do believe there is a generic as well that's just called progesterone. Um, and so important thing here is you do not want to consume the synthetic progesterone, which is called progestin. You need to ask your doctor this. Progestin is one of those things that is in all of these studies where the risk is elevated. So we really just need to be moving away from it, from using it. And it is a very commonly prescribed item. So no to progestin, yes to bioidentical progesterone. The product in North America is called Prometrium. So what's interesting here to think about as well, and, and to speak science to this, there is no evidence that transdermal, so estrogen by cream, um, estrogen and or bioidentical progesterone increase the risk of breast cancer, dementia, heart disease, osteoporosis, or strokes. I'm going to say that again. There is no evidence that transdermal estrogen and or bioidentical progesterone increase the risk of breast cancer, dementia, heart disease, osteoporosis, or strokes. So you can extrapolate from that that it is safe for you to take if your doctor determines that it is. So to talk about estrogen now, estrogen always needs to be delivered in a patch or a cream, never taken orally. That means never taken as a pill. 
When estrogen is, is processed through the gastrointestinal system, if you take it orally, the clotting factors increase over 200%. So that's where you're going to see the increased risk of heart disease or stroke. So once again, this is so important. I'm going to hammer this one home. You want a cream or a patch or a gel estrogen that gets absorbed through your skin. And you want bioidentical progesterone. Now that one can go, that can be a cream or it can go orally. Those two things are really, really, really important. There is no evidence that either of those products increase the risks we are talking about. So if you're going to embark upon HRT, suggest to your doctor that those are the products you wish to take. Now, if your doctor isn't helpful, you can find a new one. You can ask your pharmacist who is prescribing HRT as I have described it above. That is the bioidentical progesterone and the transdermal estrogen. Ask your pharmacist who, which doctors are prescribing that HRT for their patients in your area. Ask for their contact information. I do believe that is fine, even if you get a name and you can Google, Google the doctor. Now, in the U.S., there are online menopause clinics that might be able to help you. Some of them take insurance and some of them don't. Um, if you go on Instagram, they're at Midi Health or at My Alloy and at Evernow. I will make sure those are all in the, in the show notes for you. And you can also find practitioner listings. Um, the menopause, North American Menopause Society is menopause.org, or you can try ifm.org, which is the Functional Medicine Institute, or a4m.com, that's a number four m.com. Um, that's the Anti-Aging Medicine Institute. They'll be able to, uh, have, uh, they'll, their, their listing will tell you who, who is prescribing HRT appropriately for you. Now let's just do some scenarios here. So there's essentially different scenarios, whether you're perimenopausal, that is, you're still menstruating, or postmenopausal, which is every minute of your life after it's been 12 months since you had your last period. And um, so I'm going to list some, some typical perimenopause scenarios. Um, let's say you do your testing and your estrogen is normal, but your progesterone is low. So this is where you ask for the bioidentical progesterone. Um, and you don't have to take estrogen with that. That can be taken in perimenopause by itself. Now, let's say your estrogen and progesterone are normal, but you have symptoms like va uh, vaginal dryness or painful intercourse. Well, you can use uh, a vaginal application of estrogen cream. It's very safe. It also helps with the genitourinary symptoms of perimenopause. That is the leaking, bladder irritation, uh, repeat UTIs, that sort of thing that can happen to women at perimenopause. So using um, a transdermal vaginal application of estrogen cream works a charm for those things. Now let's say your testosterone is low. Now there's some risk factors here for testosterone. So it's best to talk this through with your doctor who knows your medical history. But typically for women, testosterone is a gel or a cream applied to the skin. So those are some, I think, fairly common perimenopausal scenarios. So let's talk about postmenopause. So let's say you're still in that uh, six-year period after your last bleed. 
um, and you're interested in having some treatment for, let's say, the vasomotor symptoms of menopause, which would be the hot flashes. So let's say your estrogen is low and your progesterone is low. Always, again, bioidentical progesterone and topical estrogen. Um, all right. That is a fairly sort of, oh, I think a good overview of how you can approach your doctor in a kind manner and ask for help. Um, it's good to walk in knowing that there are plenty of biases around HRT for women. And you, I want to tell you a story, actually, just to make this point. I recently had a new patient in the office who... Uh, if I recall, she was probably a year or two postmenopausal and having symptoms. And her male doctor, GP, said, no way, can't do uh, hormone replacement therapy. It's unsafe. And so when he was away on holiday, she happened to see his, uh, the female doctor in the same office. And the female doctor said, oh, yeah, absolutely. We can do HRT. So put my patient on hormone replacement therapy. Um, which she said was great. It took away all her symptoms. She slept better. She didn't have the dryness anymore. The brain fog was gone. Um, you know, hot flashes, etc., were gone, etc. And when she went back to her GP, the male doctor, to get the refill, he said, this is not safe for you. I'm taking you off it. So this is the kind of bias that we have to deal with. And thankfully, those of us that are in the menopause transition right now, for the most part, we're the Gen Xers and we don't sit quietly. So this is a time to use your voice, advocate for yourself, advocate for better education for our doctors. It will come, it will be better for our daughters, our nieces, our granddaughters, because we have paved a path for them. But understand there's such a heavy bias here. You might just be walking into a conversation that you, um, you might that might surprise you so hopefully there's enough resources here to get you started uh, as always it is such a pleasure to share this information with you and you can send me a message on instagram if you if you have a suggestion for what topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast you can find me on instagram and tiktok at dr fiona lovely i guess on threads too i know that one's kind of a new one isn't it um and you can follow the podcast on facebook at not your mother's menopause podcast. And just one last thing I want to say is this is the most current information we have for right now, which is mid July, 2023. And as science marches forward, some of what I've talked about today may no longer be relevant. So always check your resources and, um, good luck <laughs> and take good care. Thanks for listening. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your healthcare provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.